Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joseph Clough, and this is episode 783. And on this episode, I wanted to go over a couple of ideas and thoughts when it comes to letting go of anxiety, letting go of fears, even to the point of what to do when it comes to phobias. Like they all come from the same place in terms of an issue, which is fear, anxious, or phobic response. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And in fact, before we get into today's main content, let's just take a moment to listen to a couple of ads. It just means you're supporting the show by listening to this quick ad or two, and then we'll get straight to it. So let's go for it. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So as I was saying just before the quick ad break right there, this whole episode is all about letting go of anxiety, worries, fears, and even phobias. It is absolutely possible in every single way. We've just got to understand the true nature of why our brain does what it does, because it's a process, right? It's not who you are. It's a strategy that is being created and maintained at an unconscious level. So if we think about anxiety, it's the fear of all the things which could go wrong. Like, I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. And you're coming up with all these worst case scenarios. That's what the anxiety is. When it comes to the same thing with fear, very much the same thing. It could be more isolated in its nature, fearful of something, or we can go even more extreme and go to say phobic reactions, which is a high intense state tied to a specific thing or trigger that evokes that stress, right? That phobic reaction. So there are three kind of ideas I want to really go over today in terms of what we can do to have an impact on those. Now, the first thing, like I said, is to recognize it is a strategy. That's all it is. We can go into all the reasons why you have the phobia, why you're anxious, why you're fearful. Every time it was all the way back then when you're a kid or that breakup or that bad job interview. So there's a lot of stuff that you and I could discuss, but you've probably discussed it before. Maybe you've spoken to counselors or psychotherapists, or maybe you just know it inside out for too long and you still haven't made maybe the necessary change that you would like to make. So it's less about the content of the past and more about the context of how it presents itself now. Because if you can interrupt the anxiety, if you can start to retrain how the mind works at an unconscious level, it doesn't even matter about the history of our life anymore. Not to say we shouldn't learn from our past. I'm a great believer in that. Not to say we shouldn't really understand why our unconscious mind made that decision. I'm a great believer in that too. But in this episode, I really want us to get into some kind of quick mind hacks almost to be able to start to interrupt any one of those three things from the anxiety to a fear to a phobia. Now, first of all, in my opinion, it's always best to get professional help. 
whether you get help with me, whether you get help with another professional, I don't really mind. So use this as a complimentary way, as an ideal. I'm not going to say, by the way, this is not going to let go of all your anxiety, because it could do. But I also believe that we should get support by professionals who know what they're doing. So that's what I do day in, day out, ultimately. So the first idea and analogy that I've, to- I've spoken to you before about is imagining what a satellite navigation system does, okay? What is a satellite navigation system? When you get into a car and you don't know how to get to a certain place, the first thing you do is put in your destination, right? The destination as to where you're heading and what you're doing. You don't know how to get there, but the system does. The computer does. So it figures out the route of how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. And it's all about the destination. That is the key component. Yes, the current location, but the destination. That's the real key component. So that is focusing on the absolute ideal destination as to where you want to be. I know you're saying, look, Joseph, we know how a satellite works. We know how GPS works. Well, think about it in terms, in the context of the brain now, in the context of anxiety. Anxiety is focusing on all the things you don't want to happen. In other words, it's focusing on all the destinations that you do not want to go to. Now, if you see it that way, you go, oh my goodness, my brain is focusing like a GPS, but visiting every village. We're going to Fear Town. We're going to Anxiety City. We're going to Fear of Failureville. All these different places, right? We're going to all these different places, and they're places we don't want to go to. So we've got to get into our brain that actually... Although we understand why the anxiety happens or why fear happens or why phobias happen, because we know they're trying to protect us, they're trying to keep us safe. You see, if you try to think of all the worst case scenarios, it means you're trying to unconsciously pre-plan ahead as to know what to do in case it happens. The sad truth is it rarely ever happens. So think about yourself as that your unconscious mind as being a little GPS system and it's putting in the destinations of all the places you don't want to go to. So as a quick fix, as soon as that anxiety comes into play, you've got to then go ahead and focus on what you want. Now, I'm not going to say it is easy. It's not going to be immediate in how that anxiety disappears because you have had maybe programming for years or decades, ever since you're a kid, maybe. But if you think about what I said in the beginning, it is a strategy. Starts off and it finishes somewhere. So therefore, we need to interrupt that strategy. And that goes into the next thing of triggers. You see, anxiety, fear, or phobia, there's a trigger. Without the external world, therefore, we wouldn't have that phobia, right? Because we, nothing else exists. If we wouldn't have that anxiety, because nothing else exists, because we are everything. If we only existed in reality. But the fact there's other components, the external world, it must mean there are triggers to something. 
Let's say, for example, in the phobia, maybe it is a phobia of a dog or flying. Every time I see the dog, I feel the phobic reaction. Every time I think of that interview, I have the fear. Whether I see it in reality, like the dog, or whether I think about the interview, it is a trigger. To evoke a certain emotional response that is displeasing to us, but once again, it is a strategy. So, what do we do here? How can we start to change any one of those things from the anxiety to the fear to the phobia? Understanding the nature of your brain, as I said, the trigger creates a feeling of fear. Maybe it is also something a bit deeper than that, not necessarily deeper, but let's just say、um, more detailed, which is internal dialogue. I see this, and I go, "Oh my goodness, there's a dog." I see that interview. Oh my goodness, I'm going to get rejected again. Notice how you interact with the external triggers that you have. Break it down. It's not as simple as see this, feel anxiety. There may be other components. You may be creating images in your mind. For example, I was invited on a TV show in England.、Uh, for those in England, it was the ITV Tonight Show when it was kind of pretty popular. And I was invited to let go of phobias, and I had to do it within five or ten minutes, even though they had them for years. And there was a snake, there was a、um, a dog, there was a,、uh, a tarantula, and a rat. They only showed. A few of those, but ultimately, I had to replan and re- rewire how their brain worked, and it wasn't about going over their history. It was about interrupting the pattern. What could I do that every time they see the dog, in this case, they would see the dog and go, "Oh my goodness, it's going to hurt me," and they'll be creating these amazing, but not very pleasing images of the dog, despite the dog not being like that. When we think of the interview, we may be thinking of people looking down upon us, judging us, that、um, that fear of higher authority, and so on. We're creating these illusions in our mind. We could call them distortions. We could call them aspects of deletions, as we're deleting aspects of true reality. We may also be generalizing. Based on our past experiences we've had, if I've had five, ten bad interviews, I'm going to generalize what's going to happen in the next one. But whether if you delete, distort, or generalize, whether you make up images in your mind, whether you have that internal dialogue, whether you have that feeling located in a certain part of your body, like the chest or the the shoulders or the the gut, the stomach. You have to pay conscious attention to this. You see, this is an unconscious strategy. The phobia, the fear, the anxiety is an unconscious strategy. It's a process, and you cannot change it if you don't understand it. If you don't know how it works, how are you meant to change it? So think about it. How do you know? It's time to have a phobia. How do you know it's time to be fearful about X Y Z? How do you know it's time to be anxious about X Y Z? You get to understand that there may be many 
like variables or triggers, but the more you map it out, you have the ability to break it down and interrupt it. Now, let's take anxiety, for example. We said, as the analogy, it's like going into your car and you having to manually input all the places, all the Fearville, all Fear City, all Anxious County, all the ones I said, in the GPS, satellite navigation system, in the hope that you get to the end outcome. So that's what we're doing. So one way to interrupt that is not to just focus on the positive, like I said in the first place, when this happens, I should be focusing on my ideal outcome. Another strategy is to be more stoic in nature. Now, when it comes to stoicism, it's more about being aware of those things and not keeping them in your mind, getting them on paper, and then going objectively, is this real? Is this likely to happen? And what you'll begin to notice, when you see it in a more objective point of view, when you see it in a way on paper, you'll start to realize that actually 50, 60, 80, 90% of those scenarios would never happen. Or if they did happen, it's not that bad. But because they are running in the movies of our mind at a hundred mile an hour, the thoughts, the feelings, the sounds, it's going to make you anxious. But if you slow the strategy down and become consciously aware on paper of all those possibilities, you'll realize that either they wouldn't happen. And even if they did, it's not going to kill us. We're going to be okay ultimately. So yes, we can focus on what we want. When that happens, we can reflect on the counter, but also we can welcome those anxieties and actually go, thank you for bringing it to my attention, unconscious mind. Let's work these out. Is it possible? If it happens, is it going to really kill me? Is it going to really put me back in a crazy bad way? And the chances are, No, it will not. So then we've got two more things when it comes to this. Where it be phobic, where it be anxiety, where it be fear. You could apply all these things. So the first one, when this happens, you focus on the outcome. Or you become more stoic in nature, being at peace with those things, knowing that they're not going to happen. Or if they happen, it's not going to be that bad. So the other thing is this. Fear and anxiety is a feeling. It's a movement in the body. So I would ask you once again to get back to the strategy of the fear. Even if a phobic reaction is still a feeling, and I'm going to promise you that's a moving feeling. You see, if you think of emotions on a scale of movement, you could go, well, excitement is a high energy. It's kind of vibrating pretty strongly, right? Like it's it's a moving there. If you then go down the scale a little bit, you'd then go to like maybe peace, contentment. What would you say the energy level is there? I'm going to guess it's more still, like it's peaceful. It's content. It's fulfilling. It's whole. Even just saying peace really kind of centers you. If you go excitement, your tone and your physiology is going to be changing. But on the opposite side of excitement, passion, purpose, the thrill of living for and loving life, 
is going to be the opposite, which would be the things like fear and anxiety. In the middle somewhere is going to be the peace. And you can go from one part of a, of a scale to the other. But of course, we don't really want to change the anxiety and we're not going to be going into the peace right now. We're focusing on the the heightened energies such as anxiety or fear or phobic reaction. But that ultimately it's a moving energy. So if you ever get anxious, you have a fear of phobia, notice where that feeling lives. Where's the location in your body? Notice that. And as you notice it, even when it happens, or if you recall it, if you want to do a little bit of an idea kind of mindset shift now, you can do, but you can do so when it happens as well. Notice where you usually feel it. And notice, if you're remembering it's be harder, when you're in the moment, it'll be easier. But notice the location. And if you were to notice, which way would it move? And that's a weird, weird question because we don't think about it that way. But as I said, if it's peace, it is still. If it's excitement, it's moving. If it's anxiety, fear, or phobic, it's moving. So notice the movement. There's going to be a spin attached to it. Have you noticed there's a lot of things about spinning? And what I mean by that, we at the smallest level are spinning. Like the molecules, the atoms, they're spinning around each other. But wait, if we go bigger and bigger and bigger, we're on this globe which is spinning. We're in a universe which goes around, sorry, goes around the sun, the, the earth. And then the sun is going around a bigger level and then the universe is always in this movement, this cycle, right? And you think about, we go through cycles, where it be the seasons, where it be physical cycles. These are movements and they kind of start and they happen again. So think about that as weird, but stay with me. If you imagine that emotion, that fear residing in your body and notice which direction would it spin. And then imagine it coming outside of your body for a moment. Is if you were to see that fear, that anxiety or phobic reaction in front of you and notice that it's spinning in that direction and put a color to it. And as you put a color to it, what would happen if you started to slowly spin it in the other direction, spinning in the most beautiful color that you can imagine? So that feeling out there is now spinning in a different location and it's moving into a different color. And you can slow it down, or if it feels really good, like excitement, you can um, speed it up. But notice it. And as you notice it, you can then always bring it back inside of the body where it used to live because it's spinning in a different direction. You've changed the color. Therefore, you're changing the association in your unconscious mind. It can take a few times. There's extra steps to this, but it's a whole big process. Like I do in like 45 minutes or so, and it's within my program. But ultimately by just practicing that, what you're doing is you're interrupting the pattern. When it happens, you notice the spin outside of you, spin it the other direction and change the color. And then the last thing, where it be phobia, where it be anxiety, where it be fear. The beauty of the mind is that it has a hard time telling the difference sometimes. I'll tell you why. 
Watch a movie, which is say like a thriller. What do you feel? If you're a master, what do you feel? Well, you feel the thrill. You know it does not exist. You know that it's made up. But you are so immersed in the story or the movie or the book, you feel those feelings despite it not being real. There are many different scenarios like that. And the exact other scenario is anxiety and fear and the, uh, the phobic reaction in itself. It is happening in here. We think it's real. Subjectively, we experience it, but it's not objective. So, what we have to do is this. If your unconscious mind is like the satellite navigation system focusing all the places you don't want, or every time you see that dog, for example, is a phobia in your mind, you don't like the way that is, or fear about something going for that job interview, here's what you're going to do. You're going to rehearse your day or that experience in a very uniquely different way than before. Just like that. What's going to happen is you're going to imagine in your mind is if you're looking through your own eyes before you start that situation, but suddenly you're going to dissociate yourself. If you think of fears, phobias, and anxieties as a highly associated, in other words, you're in the moment. And if you're in the moment, you feel the feelings. So this time, as you dissociate from yourself, even if you're not great at imagining things, you see yourself over there going throughout that experience. Now, if you're dissociated enough, you don't feel feelings. And if you don't feel feelings, you don't feel anxiety, you don't feel fear, or you don't feel phobic. So what you begin to do is see yourself going through that situation, going throughout your day, exactly how you would like to in that dissociated way. And you do this a number of times. It may take five times rehearsing your day, seeing yourself going through all the situations exactly how you would like to be, not what the anxiety would do, but exactly how you'd want to be, how you'd want to look, how you'd want to speak, how you'd want to feel, how you'd want to go through that situation in the most undeniable way. And then you do it another time, another time and another time. And because the unconscious mind has a hard time of distinguishing between what is imagined and true, there are tons of studies about this wherever you go into nocebos, placebos, it's all out there. But when you go there in your mind and you see yourself over there in a dissociated way and you repeat it, you are creating a whole new strategy of what your unconscious mind should be doing. It just didn't know how because we didn't give it the how. We just allowed it to go to its own conclusions as to how it's going to be or what it's going to feel like based on the old programming, the old beliefs about ourselves. So now we have these little ideas and tips. Number one, recognize when there's anxiety, fear, or phobia to focus on the outcome of what you want. Number two, become more stoic in nature. Being at peace with all the things which could go wrong and recognize they won't really happen, and even if they did, it's not going to be detrimental in a huge way. 
And then number three, becoming aware of how the emotions feel in your body and the direction that it moves. That once you start to then change, you interrupt the pattern. And then lastly, the visual rehearsal in your mind, dissociated way. That's the key here. You have to do it dissociated. And therefore, you are pre-teaching the new strategy once again. You are interrupting the strategy. Remember I did the beginning. I said, all fear, all phobias, all anxiety is simply a strategy. So we have to just interrupt the strategy. That's what we've got to do. So I really hope you enjoyed these little kind of things we can start to implement straight away. It's all within you to do that. And of course, if you've enjoyed this and you're enjoying the app in any way, got value from this, seven. 183 episodes, all for free. Go to josephclough.info slash review, and that'll give you the instructions of how to easily and effortlessly make a, a review, take 20 seconds, 30 seconds to do, and that just means your kind words will be able to be seen for someone who really needs it. We always see like bad reviews, and that's when we tend to do it. Thankfully, my app's got really good reviews, but not many reviews. And simply because we're more likely to leave bad reviews than good reviews in general. But if you go to josephclough.info slash review, then you may be able to help someone who really needs it. Your words of just getting any value may cause them to download it and make the change that they desired. You may be a part of a ripple effect, ripple effect even, that can make the most wonderful changes in someone's life. Even as at a distance. Even like me, there's all at a distance. I've met some people online and everything like that who's listened to my work over the years on seminars and events, but there's all from a distance from me as well. And your review can do just that. And of course, if you feel the um, the desire to work with me personally and you want to let go of the imposter syndrome, fear of failure, fear of not being enough, the fear of rejection, all of those things, you can apply to work with me at josephclough.info slash talk. You'll book a time on the calendar, fill out an application, and then on the one-to-one Zoom with us, we'll get clear on exactly where you are, what you want to let go of, where you want to be, what's getting in the way, and we'll come up with a plan to be able to make it a reality if we can serve you. There is an investment there because it's fully tailored to your needs. So be ready to be invested in time, just a couple hours a week, but within eight weeks, you'll be able to let go of all the programming of the past and be the person you want. It is why I'm here today. Honestly, I'm so thankful for having believed that I didn't believe I was. I'm so thankful, I'm gonna say it again, you can tell there's broadcasted live, where I don't really edit at all. I'm so thankful that I used to believe that I didn't believe I was good enough because it made me wake up and make a change in my life. And that is why I'm here today doing what I do. And my message and my passion and purpose is try to help as many people as possible to just do that, to be free of the illusionary darkness, to be free of that subjective reality of fear, worries and doubts, scarcity to make the world a better place and leave it in a better place than we found it. But with that, wherever you leave a review or you just keep listening, I do appreciate you in every single way. And I look forward to speaking to you in a future episode. With that, many thanks and goodbye.